0: Hello everyone and welcome. Today I'm going to talk to you about my life when I was a little girl and what made me write Looking for Self in All the Wrong Places. What made that book come about. I felt trapped from the time I was a little girl. I began at home having to stay by my parents' side instead of running freely ahead of them. But mostly, I remember feeling defeated because I didn't get the role of Dorothy in the performance at P.S. 24 in 1963. I wanted to use my beautiful voice to sing Somewhere over the rainbow I was always belting my voice and dancing to the Motown records my parents played. Instead of getting the role of Dorothy, which at that time was only played by Julie Garland in The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, I got the role of the Munchkin and had to sing in a twisted version of my voice, Following a Yellow Brick Road. I was humiliated twice once for only getting the embarrassing role of the Munchkin, and secondly, For losing the role of Dorothy, which went to my best friend Emily, who looked more like Dorothy. After that defeat, I lived my entire life silencing my voice from home, to school, to work, religious settings, and marriage. I felt trapped. I felt as if my voice and opinion didn't matter and I didn't have what it took to excel. All my life I felt like a little girl humbly submitting to any one of a higher authority or who I thought had a higher authority. Well into my adulthood. I was overly obedient and far and as far as I can remember, secretly resigned. I began at home in a strict environment in which I shouted out several times I'm out of here at eighteen. I hate living here. I can remember being crouched on the floor saying that. It was understood in my neighborhood and most of my culture in the 60s and 70s that 18 years old meant we were grown women. I regret saying those things to my parents now. And after leaving my parents' house, I quickly found out that I wasn't grown, but I wasn't going to admit that. I was full of self-doubt. Fear, stress, depression, unhappiness, and frustration. I got ulcers in my stomach. I didn't have a clue what I to do to survive. I thought shacking up meant being married, and boy, was I wrong. Eventually, the biggest lesson I was to learn was to take a closer look at myself because I did not have it all together. The freedom that I thought I was going to get didn't happen, and all my subsequent relationships with male companions reminded me, it wasn't many, of my childhood. I felt trapped in every relationship in my life, including my siblings, one relationship with the man of my heart who became my husband reminded me of home because as sweet as he could be at times, there was a side of him that displayed anger that startled me. Similar to my dad, I was never afraid that he would harm me, but I kept my eyes on him because I wanted to know the reason for his behavior and acting out on trauma. I started researching what makes a person angry And at the same time, I became trapped in religion as I covered up my beauty, secretly being angry because I was told that a married woman should cover up from head to toe. Secretly, I miss styling and pressing my beautiful coarse black hair and the attire I used to wear. I always loved fashion. In fact, my desire was to attend Fashion Industry High School in Manhattan. But I was prevented by my loving parents because of the danger of traveling alone at 14 years old on the Metropolitan Transit System, that's the MTA, from Brooklyn to Manhattan. Later, I was trapped by the biblical statement, be fruitful and multiply. I thought it literally meant that I had to birth every child that entered my womb and that preventive measures were a sin. I had seven children from the womb, and each pregnancy tied me so. I have eight children altogether, though. But back to investigating my husband's behavior. It wasn't to fix him, but to understand him. To my surprise, while searching and studying self-help books, I started learning about myself and what made me tick. The information And the transformation that was beginning was becoming fascinating. I started to feel better learning that the trauma from his childhood caused some of his behavior and reactions. And to my surprise, the same went for me. My shyness and trapped disposition was also a sign of trauma. Little did I know. The deepest investigation of self-development came after my husband's untimely death. Shortly after his death, sitting on a park bench trying to find answers to this new turn of events in my life, I envisioned a cage with a white dove being released in a purple sky. And instantly I knew that that bird was me. I was ashamed of the feeling of freedom because I had just lost the love of my life and I thought I was betraying him by feeling this way. There was a priest I knew that reassured me that I was all right. Shortly after that, I went on a new rampage. I started to take self-help classes and read self-help books, much like famous musical artists and musicians study their craft. What I learned that stayed with me was that the people in my life, parents, teachers, husbands, bosses, up until that point, were not the reason why I felt trapped. One of the biggest, th- biggest things I learned was that I was creating my, the situations of my life. <clears throat> I kept hearing motivational and transformational cultures say, I get to create my own life. At first, I denied this fact. I said, no way. Why would I create a life I secretly despise? Why would I choose to be submissive and feel helpless? Why would I choose frustration over peace? But I heard it being said over and over again as they coached different individuals. I found similarities in my life even when I wasn't the person directly receiving the help. As I read more books and went to more seminars, even becoming a leader in a worldwide transformational community, the message kept reappearing. I create my own life. It was time I take a close look at myself. I was told and reminded time after time that regardless of where I was and where I'd been, there's always a way to have a better life to have the life of my dreams. It was emphasized that just because I made mistakes in the past, it didn't mean that those actions determined my future. So I took a good look at my life like Michael Jackson said. I'm looking at the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways, my ways. It was time to make that change. I looked at what I wanted to accomplish and said, if I create my own life, And I don't like the life that I have. That means I can create a different life. A life of my choosing. So I started making different choices. Better choices. Stronger choices. And my life started to change. I don't know where you have traveled in your life's journey or where you are on your yellow brick road. But if you are feeling trapped in a situation, or maybe are stressed, or unhappy, or depressed, and don't know how to get to that other side, I invite you to start with the concept that you can create the life that you truly desire, or really, really want. It all began with me. It all begins with you. It took a lot of self-talk, but eventually, I started making different choices. Before things got better, I started to feel anger for having submitted for so long. As time went on, I started feeling better. I started feeling freer. I started to go out into more and more learning environments because I was falling in love with transformation and locating and accepting learning points quicker and quicker, allowing me to feel more secure. And free. It's taken me years, yes, of transformation to get over the trauma of not believing I was not good enough. And in some way, it still crops up. But I identify it easier and transform it faster. In 2012, I was asked what I desired. I said I desired that my book, Looking for Self in All the Wrong Places, based on the whiz reached the hearts and minds of all those who could be positively influenced through the words written in this book. The leader of the organization at that time said, does that light you up? I said, nah. He said, try again. I said, okay. I see my book becoming a New York Times bestseller and reaching people all around the world. Does that light you up, he said? Yes. And my recent learning from my transformational coach insisted that I still, yes, I still have coaches in my life to hold me accountable. He reminded me to focus on the goal that I want to accomplish rather than how much I want to make. And my goal is that each person comes to realize that transformation begins within, because we are equipped with courage, compassion, and wisdom to fulfill our life dreams. So I pass this good news on to you. Everything is possible out of your own participation in transformational work within yourself. I again mention, that even as I continue to grow and continue to grow and practice transformational work even now, all issues resurface from time to time, just like the scarecrows roll in The Wiz. The crows or bad thoughts are reiterated in his mind all the time by the crows in the movie The Wiz. Negative thoughts are subliminal, even in the beginning of biblical times, like when Satan whispered it to Eve um, and, and had her disobey God. Since 2012, at my first transformational seminar, I forgot that desire that felt and sounded so good that night, years ago. After I left that night, the good news was caged because the crows came back. I started to worry and became preoccupied with other things, creating other things. I felt that the dream of reaching millions was too high for me to achieve around the world. I started having fearful thoughts. What about the errors that someone may find in my grammar? What if someone reads it and knows more than me? What if I am unable to remember a page in a book when I'm sitting with Oprah or another talk show host? I became fearful of something that didn't even exist. There was no bear or lying in the street. I know you heard the acronym for fear. And if you haven't, it's false evidence appearing real. Well, that has been the story in my life for many years concerning many phenomena in my life. I made up the idea or scenario that the book would not become a bestseller and worldwide phenomenon. I have blocked millions of individuals and people from reading a simple book that can change the trajectory of their lives. While the hundreds that it reached said it was instructions on how to live their life, with one testifying that it was a dictionary for their life. What higher esteem could be given for a work inspired by God? Only the inspiration of God could touch the heart of so many, judging by the comments that I continue to receive today. There were even jailed young men, one with a life sentence who said, reading the book gave him hope. The feeling I get from these reviews warms my heart. God used me to bring forth his message of hope and looking for self in all the wrong places based on the whiz, while directing others through their hearts to realize that everything, I mean everything they need is inside of them and always has been. Everything I needed was inside of me all along, even when I was a little girl. Dorothy believed she lacked the brain to know wisdom, A heart to show compassion and courage to protect others. And Frank Baum, who wrote The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, so elegantly described, through a small child, Dorothy, how everything comes from within. Dorothy dreamt that she was all of those characters. Through every Ever continue work, I now know all of our desires are manifestations. The desire is the proof. I know now that the manifestation begins within within, and it is as wholehearted as an individual can get. Desire the desire is the deep prayer that assures the manifestation. And if someone doesn't materialize, remember God knows that the desire is under our desires. He is our safeguard. Remember the movie as you watch it on Netflix beginning July 2023. And get the first chapter of the Cliff Notes or the book free Buy me. Follow the link in the description and the first link in my bio or link tree. And on Whitley58 on Instagram, I'll be your companion to guide you as you travel along your yellow brick road. Remember the storyline. The lion wholeheartedly des- desired courage. The tin man wholeheartedly desired compassion. The scarecrow wholeheartedly desired a brain. And Dorothy summed it up by wholeheartedly desiring home. And according to Lena Horn, in the whiz. Home is that place that is peace and it's in your heart. She says, if you believe in yourself, you're always going to be home anywhere. She says, believe in the things you passionately desire in your heart. She says, believe in yourself as God believes in And with that, I'll say peace and shalom.